Welcome to Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Knight, and alongside me we got Freddy. Spoopy boys. Also known as the Nighty Knights. On the other end there, we got David. Always keeping it spoopy. Always and forever. We are a group of knights with an absolute love for film and a passion for horror. That's also nightly. Uh, This is a podcast that takes a different horror film to break down and discuss the ultimate question, why horror? So hit the lights, sit back, and let the darkness envelope you. You can support the show over at patreon.com forward slash goodnightlife. That's like with a what? By pledging on Patreon, you have access to the show at free and as early as Monday. If you don't have any bucks to toss, don't worry. A new episode is released every Friday on most podcast services around the world. Now, we have the man, the myth, the legend, TikTok Hall of Famer, the Blumhouse King himself. Johnny Birch told, how What's are up? you, my friend? Hello, hello. I am uh, so grateful to be in the presence of such spoopy boys. I feel at home here. What an, <laughs> intro, what an intro that was. The spoopiest of the boys. Yeah. <laughs> of course, you know, we got to do it big for you, my friend. We definitely have to do it big for you. Man, it, it's honestly, it's been a long time coming. We've had talks of getting you oh, on the sure. show, like what, fucking August? Of 2020? Yes. I think that, yes. <laughs> that's and, a long and every single long night. <laughs> yes, and every single night since I have uh, sat in my bed and, and thought about this moment. Uh, just, just <laughs> In your nightlight shirt? In my nightlight <laughs> shirt, yes. I got, I'm, I got to rep the merch. Look, I... Always. <laughs> If you're going to be on a podcast, you got to be a fan of it, and I'm such a fan of you guys. Um, oh, I so. appreciate that. Oh, of course. That. Oh, of course. <laughs> oh, guys. Oh, you. <laughs> no, but us spoopy boys got to stick together. Yeah, of course. Always and yeah. It's a bond. Always mm-hmm. in a lifelong blood. Mm-hmm. So, uh, really quick, I gotta, I gotta first and foremost say congratulations on the engagement. Thank you oh, very yeah. much. Oh my gosh! Like the pictures were beautiful obviously they were fucking insane as all hell like they, they taking it in front of laurie strode's house first I mean, and foremost fantastic is there is there any uh place more romantic than laurie strode's house from halloween i mean right i guess, right. So I guess not i guess you're right it's so interesting too because uh so that that location is not like we didn't go there in a one-off instance that is a place we go to right. picnic it's like our special spot you know just That's casually awesome. picnicking oh, in yeah. uh in in one of the sets of halloween um and uh, and so when we went there, she didn't think anything of it because it was, you know, Ooh, perfect. very, That's very awesome. normal or casual. But uh, uh, we were going right. to we we're going to carve some pumpkins. And um, I think if you're going to carve pumpkins, it's it's around where Michael Myers roams. Um, That's completely fair. I, I think the, yeah, I the best it, it was it was definitely uh, uh, like for us, the dream proposal to I mean, I think um so what I did, if you didn't know, I carved Marry Me into a pumpkin and just like gave yes. it to her and she sort of giggled and was like, because I, <laughs> I, I sort of ask her all the time as a joke. And and I was like, no, yeah. f- for real this time. And then, of course, you know, <laughs> we start crying and, and talking and then it was we blacked out. And then um, 
And then afterwards, we sort of stumbled around. We took pictures uh, where Laurie Strode sits uh, with the jack-o'-lantern right. or with the with pumpkin the in the movie. Yeah. And uh, we took a picture there, of course. And then we kind of like shambled over to the Michael Myers house. And then... Uh, That's so uh, awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. I think, although the best part, though, and I do... I'm not one to brag, but I have to brag about this. But Jamie Lee Curtis did post our pictures of the engagement on Instagram. I saw that. I fucking saw that. And I was just like, dude, what is happening? Dude, (laughs) that's how you know you made it. it, Oh, I don't even know what I did in that moment, but I was just, I was like, oh my God, case. And then, uh, uh, yeah, we sort of freaked out and blacked out again. But um, I think that was the peak. I think think that was. The real win of the engagement for us. We were like, oh, forget, oh, forget whatever. It. it was, yeah, it was, it was insane. Um, the cherry insane. on the top. Yeah. I gotta say, it's that's like special. the best love story I've ever heard. Dude, yeah. of course. Built, built on horror, you that's know? awesome, dude. Uh, yeah, no, but that. thank you. It was, it was definitely it. a fun time. Yeah. And, and also it was a nice um, light in the darkness that was 2020. Uh, that's right. that's fair. Well, congratulations. I mean, I was like, what else yeah, are we going to do? Let's just vote. engage. Uh, no, thank yeah. you. Yeah, I well. appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, eh, fuck it. Uh, no, that's awesome. Well, going a little bit deeper down the rabbit hole a little bit more um, of your fascination with horror, what do you think like was that initial spark for horror for you? Like, how old were you? And uh, yeah. what was that film? Oh, man. Or, okay, so honestly, what, what even was it in general? It could have been a it book, was, whatever. It was a culmination of a couple of things. So when I was a kid, uh, I mean, obviously th- this sort of thing, it kind of starts young with a lot of us, I think, um, I feel like where it you does, see, yeah. you see something and you're like, I feel like I should not enjoy that, but I'm getting excited <laughs> about that. And, uh, right. it was, um, a culmination of a couple of things. So when I was a kid, my dad and I used to make, um, homemade Halloween decorations out of like, uh, plywood and we would paint them and make like tombstones. And, and that was always really fun. And at the same time, my mom and I, uh, took frequent trips to the video rental store. And mm-hmm. every single time we passed Hell, the, remember those guys, the, uh, Oh my God. <laughs> Hell yeah. oh, yeah. I missed, them. I missed the smell. Back. I missed the feeling, the weird fluorescent missed, lighting, yeah. the carpet. The, yeah, carpet. the carpet. Oh the my carpet? god! Come on! Oh. Yeah. oh my god! Yes. And I never. Uh, ours wasn't a blockbuster. We had one in town, but the one that was close to me was some like family owned one. So it was like real small and nice. dingy, and and I loved it. And we just ripped through the horror section. I cannot believe my mom let me rent the movies that we rented. <laughs> um, but yeah. I just had this obsession with so like Halloween and. Uh, being in from the woods of New Jersey, there was all these like home haunts and like all of these like, you know, backwoods, like uh, haunted walks. And I just remember getting so excited about that. And so uh, once uh, we started renting these movies, I would get uh, further down the rabbit hole of like, oh my God, well, what's this movie? The Exorcist. And my mom's like, you can't watch that movie. That scarred me as a kid. And I was like, so that means I have to watch it. That means, yeah, that's a forbidden fruit. I need it. It really is. Um, But honestly, the, the one movie that really uh, solidified it for me and made me want to pursue acting and uh, sort of like nailed down uh, me as a lifelong horror fan was scream. I, I remember watching that movie and being like, this is everything I love about horror because it is a love letter to all of the other horror movies that I had watched up until that point. 100%. And, and it was just like everything that, and then 
watching like the behind the scenes of how they made these movies. And I was just like, come on, this, this is so cool. And, uh, and it really was, I, I cannot believe some of the movies I watched as a kid, uh, but I'm so <laughs> thankful to my mom and my dad for letting me do that. Because, uh, awesome. uh, I mean, I think I turned out fine. I think. Oh, no, you turned out great. Yeah, getting yeah, married in front great, of, or getting engaged in front of Laurie Strode's house, you're good. Yeah, which, by the way, Jamie Lee Curtis, <laughs> if you're listening and you want to officiate the wedding, uh, you're more than I welcome mean, to attend the bro, wedding. We'll make it happen. And, yes, and we'll party with us. Um, Please. Can you imagine? <laughs> Could you imagine? Be, uh, we we keep joking insane. that we're going to... We're gonna come out to the Halloween theme uh, down the aisle. Oh, oh my God, that'd be so. I feel like at this happen. point you have to. It, it has, has to, to right? And everyone has to dress up. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh shit. It's only right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. If, I'm not. Uh, no pressure. But if I get an invite, I I will. Of be course. Dressed up. <laughs> Look, we, we have to do we have to do a live <laughs> podcast recording at the wedding. I am. It'll be the wedding in. edition. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll just be in the back on like a panel desk yes. and we'll just be <laughs> like it's a like lot of the whole like, thing. Uh, <laughs> like it's a sports broadcast and you're like, okay, and he's walking <laughs> down the aisle. Oh my god. You did a Halloween theme song. Great choice. Right. Great yeah, choice. yeah, yeah, yeah. Always. That's awesome. Holy I would love shit. Play by play. But I yeah, would be man. down. I would be legit legit me down. Oh. <laughs> Now I'm like, okay, how do we make this happen? Can that, okay, well, you guys can go back there and then we'll have this over here. I'm like starting to map out the wedding. possible. Before the, <laughs> mapping out a wed- wedding seems so stressful to me, but now I'm like, but now we can have all of the beverages in a coffin. I'm like, just trying to oh think of how God. much I can make. Yo. Right? Come on. Yo. Dude, oh, that's going to be not be wedding. That'd be insane. It's done. It's like it's the done. wedding dress of uh, Ready or Not. Yes. As well. Like all of these great Oh my things. God. And oh then we just God. burned down the venue at the end. Hell yeah. <laughs> too far? It must go, be done. Am I going too far? No, it must be done. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, just going back to me as a kid, I just, I think my parents just, uh, if, I talked about this to my parents the other day where I was like, thank you for letting us just be interested in the things we were interested in because uh, obviously yeah. like horror is like my life and uh right i i can't imagine um if they told me like no like you're not allowed to watch horror movies you're too young i mean to be fair i was too young to watch some of the things that i watched um i just remember my fair sister enough. my older sister who is not really into horror um which is interesting to think that i'd be related to someone who isn't as big of a fan as I am, but um, I just remember her telling me that I couldn't watch the movie The Others because it was too scary. And every single time, it was like challenge accepted. She got so right. she yeah. she like for she was like you can't watch Final Destination, and oh my god, I was the biggest fan of Final Destination. So so good. Thank you, Tara. Um, I think that's awesome. <laughs> that I mean, because most families, right, especially when they have young kids, they're like, you can't watch this. You're not old enough. But for your family, it was such a bonding experience. Right. And with your parents being so supportive, I think that I would imagine that uh, led up to where you are today, right? Because imagine if horror wasn't in your childhood, right? Oh, absolutely. Where would you be now? It, literally, I, oh, I don't know. Seriously? Accountant? You're right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, no, it's so true. And and uh, and I'm always very grateful for that. It really was a bonding experience. Um, That's awesome. That's awesome. It was beautiful. And it's yeah, so, so funny, too, because my, my parents are not... Th- they're not covered in horror tattoos. They're not, they don't really particularly enjoy horror. They just let me right. enjoy it with them. Um, so I was just on the phone with my mom the other day and I was talking about some horror movie that I watched and 
She goes, oh, you always loved that scary stuff. Uh, October's not, I, I don't like October. <laughs> I don't like Halloween. I'm like, you lied to me as a kid then. And thank you. You made it seem like you were the funny. biggest fan. <laughs> literally, literally. Um, so, yeah, very appreciative of that. But that's definitely where it came from. I, awesome. I, Yeah, I just sort of like was gravitated towards the weird and the spooky and yeah. nothing gets me more excited than being in a haunted house. So strange. Completely fair. And I love it. That's completely like, fair. Completely fair. I right? love it. That's so interesting because as a child, I was terrified of anything spooky, right? And it was not until my adulthood where I was like, I love all this stuff. Put put me on the edge. Like, let me put me in a haunted house. Right? There you go. So, That's, I love hearing that at a young age. You were already all in. Challenge yourself. I, we will be putting yeah. you in a haunted house. <laughs> that, for sure. Oh, my God. And filming it. We have to yes. do that. <laughs> That, I, I'm not yes. allowed inside haunted houses, to be honest. What no, 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 Freddie. I punch, Freddie. No, I can't. We're doing real haunted houses, Freddie. We're 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 going we're going all out like Alcatraz shit. Nah, I can't do it. Oh, ooh, yes, okay, yes. You can I'm do down. it. That was the real deal. All right, the real the deal. Real deal. Let's do it. Let's go to the dungeons of it. San Francisco, as they say. Hell yeah. Um, so just to, to go a little bit deeper into your um, fascination with Scream and. I, I also assume you're a fan of Stab from Scream 2, obviously. I have but, the poster. Uh, I have the poster hanging in my living room. Oh, so. really? Of course. That's so awesome. fucking jealous. <laughs> so, so fucking cool. jealous. Um, so with, with Scream, I, I do have to have the question. Were you introduced to Scream first before uh, Wes Craven's New Nightmare? Or were you introduced to Wes Craven's New Nightmare before Scream? Good question, Oh, good question. I do remember going through the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise at a very young age, and I knew what it was before Scream, but I don't know if I watched New Nightmare prior to Scream. Right. And I got to say, I New Nightmare is like my other favorite uh, Nightmare movie. It is... Oh, hands down. It, it is it is fucking God tier. <laughs> like, right? It, it really is. And, and uh, I think uh, since I watched... I'm pretty sure I watched Scream first, knowing uh, knowing that New Nightmare came first. When I watched it, I totally saw. I was like, "Oh my god, Wes Craven, a right. genius!" This is, um, this, this is how this is how yes. all the meta ish like really got started. Truly, <laughs> and and it was so exciting too because like um, like you'll watch uh, a movie and then and then find out oh it was inspired by this film and then you go and watch that film and you're like oh my god I, I can totally see how that and it was the same thing and and seeing like um, the the meta ness of it which has become yeah. since a young age and I think because of those two movies in particular I uh, consider like meta horror to be like one of my favorite subgenres I just oh, I, love, I love I yeah. love when things are self uh, aware, aware of themselves, and and uh, it was just—it's so funny to hear these characters talk about the horror movies because I would be there too. Like, I basically am like a Randy uh, character in real life, <laughs> and and I'm like, oh yes, I totally understand the rules of horror because I have watched all these movies. Um, but New Nightmare, right. dude, that oh, so good, so good, so good, so. Good. so- um, I'm going to ask you a pretty hard question right now, um, and oh, I don't no. want to put you too too heavy on the spot. Um, so <clears throat> you have two ways of initially answering this question. So I'm going to ask it as, uh, what would you say are your top three horror films of all time or your top three favorite horror genres? And I know that's a tough question. <laughs> no, you know, I've been working on this. It is like the hardest question to get as like a horror fan. 
Yeah, but I have been really working is. on this answer for years. It changes, right? Oh. But I have been working on this this answer. And so Scream is definitely my all-time. It's my Bible. It is everything. Good man. Hall- yeah. The original Halloween mm. is also mm. right next to it. And then it's almost a tie for the third. So I love The Shining. That movie mm. is oh, it's so different from, you know, Scream, obviously. Um, right. And it is also why I love like slow burn, psychological, that kind of thing. Um, descent mm. into madness sort of deal. Um, but also that would be tied with. And this is sometimes controversial when I say it, but the Blair Witch Project. And I think. Oh, wow. No, that's a good pain. I know. I expect that. <laughs> I think really because that movie is one so nostalgic to me. I remember watching it and uh, uh, my now brother-in-law came in and was like, do you know this is real? And I was like, <laughs> there's credits at the end of this movie, but sure. Um, but then that's when I was like, <laughs> that's when I was like, oh my God. And then I discovered the website and you know, how they marketed the film. And I was yeah. like, this is the best. That's um, so smart. Absolutely but incredible. The best. Um, but uh, the look of the film the the color of the leaves, the trees, and the VHS quality just reminds me of what I used to do as a kid when I like would cover my friends in and uh, in blood and make little horror shorts on my dad's video camera. Um, it was that same type of like audio quality and like that same type of look. And yeah, that grit, that movie, the grit that that movie I could put on at any point. It's like. That's a background movie for me. It makes me feel so comfortable. Wow. Like I feel comfortable when I yeah. watch that movie. If it's yeah. in the background, that's, like that's, I can hear. That is your feel good horror. It I really it. is. Like Heather's voice screaming into the void. Like I can. I'm like, oh, this is so nice. I can work, get my work done, and which <laughs> right. is so strange because. Uh, but so a lot of people are like, really? That's a, because I think um, after you know the past couple decades of found footage movies and all these new horror movies. I think people are like, nothing happens in the Blair Witch Project where I'm like, but that's why it's so, that's, that's why it's brilliant. That's why it's so good. And that's where it all really stemmed from. It truly. And, and like when you watch that movie and she's screaming, what the fuck was that? And you're like, what (laughs) was that? I don't know. But whatever I have in my head is so much scarier (laughs) than what they could ever show me on screen. So, I don't know. It just seems so, um, so real. And, and that was a movie I also watched at a very young age. So that's been with me for a long time. Right. No, that's so. a very strong pick because I feel like a lot of movies like that, it just brings so much authenticity, right? And we've got that over the years with like Paranormal Activity mm-hmm. and how that was marketed. Mm-hmm. And last year's host, right? Something that we were oh all in God. lockdown and everything's done through a Zoom call. And it's just these movies that just brings out like real life horror of what could happen in real life. And it's that, like you guys said, that grittiness that brings that to life. And you're just like, yes, I'm all about this. So, yeah, very strong. Absolutely. Absolutely. And not to mention like those movies too, like um, the, the the found footage genre can get tired at times because I remember like what when I was in. Middle school. They, there was like the big boom after paranormal, paranormal Activity, and every horror movie was found oh, yeah. footage. Right. I love found footage movies, um, but it, it's Same the man. movies that like uh, make it fresh again. Like, um, so there was obviously Blair Witch, but then Paranormal Activity blew my mind. Um, and I think paranormal because fucking bananas. It, 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 there was something about that movie that, um, like, the stillness of like just setting the camera up and watching 
the nighttime sequences. That was All so good. Static shots. Damn. Like yeah. it was I so yeah, it was so different from Paranormal Activity that or, I mean um Blair Witch Project that it like livened it up again and Right. Oh, so I think those two films have it's that it's just grounded in reality and it, it explores the fears of those that have an actual fear of finding themselves in those situations, right? So you have people like you mentioned earlier, Johnny, that like, oh, do you know this is real? There are some people that question like, wait, is this real? Right? Yeah. Um, whether and it messes with them because I remember watching Paramount Activity in high school. And for some reason, me thinking like, wait, what? This is real? <laughs> and I yeah. couldn't tell. <laughs> Clearly it's not. But like that fear of wondering what if, right? Yeah. Uh, in the moment when you're watching it, I think that's what gets you really spooked the most because yeah. you imagine yourself being in this situation and it's so powerful. Oh, yeah. And I love it. That's why I love found footage. Yeah. And, and, and look, one thing I, I do, I do have a theory about the Blair Witch Project. So I, the, it, here's my theory really quick here. My theory is that Josh and Mike were actually setting Heather up and to actually murder her. I have heard this because theory it's, before. It's, it, it is, oh, dude, it, it makes so much sense when you think about it because it's just like, yeah. they. she never met Mike. It was Josh's friend. She only knew Josh right. from school, so she barely knew Josh even. And then they go on this trip for for her thesis mm-hmm. to film all this stuff about the Blair Witch Project. And they just, they had the perfect plan. They're just like, she had the map for a second, then Mike had the map, and he lost the map. And then all of a sudden, they find this house after walking around for fucking hours. And, oh my God. And, it's dude, like, uh, I, it's I still gaslighting. Gaslighting. 100%. Found footage. 100%. After hearing that theory so and then watching the movie, uh, you really do, you start to pick up and you're like, hmm, wait a second here. Right, like it's just like it's like oh, this motherfucker's trying to murder her. I can I can tell. I can feel it. Mm-hmm. I can feel it in my mm-hmm. soul. I can feel it. it <laughs> it's it's very it's very telling to to how everything is picked up on and filmed throughout that movie. That just oh, yeah. makes you feel that way, especially on the way how Mike reacts to Josh and and how they butt heads, but not as hardcore as everyone butting heads with Heather. It yeah, is so interesting. So interesting. But uh, I love that. And that See, guy, Josh, is actually a really good actor. Dude, that's they the thing. Are, the, the performances were so real. And look, all I got to say is if, so if I'm going to if I'm going to uh, in real life, if, if I die uh, from like a supernatural presence or whatever and it's caught on camera, I give you all permission to release it in theaters. Oh, same here. <laughs> Not that anyone want to watch mine, but <laughs> I feel that. Don't sell your death short. Hold on. Exactly. Right. Hey, hey, I can hey, go hey. out in a pretty gruesome way. Yeah, it could be a huge blockbuster. You never know. You never know. Yeah. Criminal activity. These are a bunch of a bunch of nobodies, right? Yeah. Like it, that's it, true. It's, yeah. This that shit works. That shit works. And itself. I'll tell you, when I watched it for the first time, too, Paranormal Activity, there was a moment where I was like, "Wait, is this one real?" And then I'm like. No, that yeah. would be terrible if they released <laughs> yeah, right. these people's murders on. Hey, I had the same feeling. <laughs> yeah. Love so, it. did you hear about the thing that they did with Paranormal Activity, where some theaters got a separate ending than others? Oh yeah. yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. So yeah. the ending I got was, um, she comes back to the camera. And most people didn't get that in. My, my friends who were, I, I went to college with these guys. We saw it opening night. We voted for it to get to, to come oh, to our yeah. area or whatever. Did that whole shenanigan. Uh-huh. And um, 
they were showing it in four different theaters inside at the exact same time. So my friends were in an opposite theater for me and they got a completely separate ending. And I eventually saw the ending that they got, but yeah. I was, it was, it, I thought that was just so fucking cool that like that ending pretty much left it with everyone having their own experience. And I thought that was fucking genius. Can you, I can only imagine the amount of confusion as you guys are like debating the movie afterwards. And then all of a sudden you say right. something and they're like, that didn't happen. And you're like, are you they're stupid? Like, that told, like, yeah. <laughs> like huh? such, it was such a, a weird, awkward way to make us feel like none of us could trust each other. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love that. But it, it was cool. Because it was just like it was like us having our own experience, and it was it was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, dude. So, um, moving on to your TikTok, because oh, you no. have probably one of the most <laughs> fascinating videos on the internet. Like, and it, it's funny because your videos are very much like Josh Rubin scare me. Yeah, where sure. you're yeah. telling a story, and you, we can completely picture exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. it, it's you don't have anyone else's voices in there except for yours. You don't mimic anybody else's voices, and it's it's so incredible how you are able to kind of tell this story. So, if you don't mind going over how you came up with the ideas of most of your videos, and I know a lot of it probably comes from horror, but yeah. well, <laughs> you don't mind going over yeah. like some of the uh, the ideas of your videos. Oh my God. Well, first of all, thank you. But, uh, th- so, of course. <clears throat> uh, I'm, I'm an actor and, and so like, uh, naturally I just, I'm like drawn to like performances and, and uh, when you watch movies too, you start to notice these, um, tropes and trends, especially if you're a horror fan, it, that's, it's the, the, the base of most of the movies that we love are these tropes right. that have been so overused and, and I think a lot of people think that I'm making fun of these tropes, but I am not. I absolutely love movie cliches um, because it is what makes the movies the movies. And um, right. when we watch a movie, and Casey hates when I do this, but they'll be like, <laughs> they'll be like, maybe it was just the wind, and I'll be like, oh my god, maybe it was just the wind. <laughs> Like, how many times have we heard that before? Um, and so, <laughs> the way my brain works is, uh, I. Uh, I like in everyday life, I pretend I'm in a movie, which I think helps with pursuing acting because I'm like, if you always pretend that you're in a movie, then it might help you when you're actually in a movie. Right. Um, right. And so, and so, um, I was making these videos on Twitter as little jokes where I'd, I'd make these monologues set to a very well-known cliche or a very niche movie trope that, all of us can recognize immediately, but you never really think about Mm -hmm. until it's like pointed out. And, uh, you know, it's, you know, the popular jock meeting the the awkward shy girl in the hall for the first time, or like, you know, the, the horror movie final girl who like trips and falls and tries to plead with the, we've all seen these before. And so I figured, I mean, I was always doing these little bits for my friends and, Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) at some point I was just like, let me just record one. And so uh, I started making these little movie trope monologues um, and posting them on Twitter. And then eventually I started posting them on TikTok. And it occurred to me that, yeah, everyone loves movies. I don't think I've ever met anyone who doesn't like a movie. And so if you know movies, then you can recognize these tropes. And I find it so funny when I make one of these videos and all of the comments are 12 different movies that all yeah. feature the same so thing. Cool. 
And uh, it sort of opens up a discussion and, and uh, it's really funny on TikTok. You can like duet someone and so people will pretend to be in the scene right. with me as the other person. And it's just really funny and, so and silly. Good. And it like it sort of uh, uh, captures what I like to do, which is acting and movies. And a lot of them are horror movie tropes. So it kind of just right. it, it's a culmination of all the things I love because, um, you know, I, I did Vine and, you know, I. Back when I was in high school, I tried YouTube and just R. for R. fun, R.I.P. Vine, R. Vine uh, best best yeah. era. Um, but uh, best era. yeah, but that was always like my creative, uh, uh, the way to fill my creative void when I wasn't like auditioning mm-hmm. or on set. And um, and so when I started making these videos and they were actually genuinely like fulfilling and fun, um, it, I just kept doing them. But yeah, they're silly, and um, awesome. I think I think all of us can recognize at least you know when we're watching movies and you're like, yeah, I've seen that before. Um, right. I love that you emphasize that um, in people responding to your videos, right, that there's a whole bunch of different answers of what who the character you're playing is. Because right. I remember I discovered your videos in like spring of 2020. Hmm. And the first video I saw from you was the high school best friend that's overshadowed by the main character. And I love that one so much because so I'm a huge Boy Meets World fan, right? And I'm yes. like, he's doing Sean Hunter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. <Right>? Like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I just love that. And it's, I think what people may find so appealing about your videos is that they see it. And I'm like, oh, I know what this is. I get it. I'm in on the, like, on the bit or the, the portrayal of the character here. Right. I right. understand. And that's such a good feeling. Right. And you, and you have your own answer and it's right no matter what. Exactly. Right. It's, right. it's where this, uh, this content is all inclusive. Everyone can be involved. It's interactive. Exactly. <laughs> um, right. As long as you've watched movies. So creative. Oh, like right. Yeah. It, it's just, uh, as long as you have that trope, you can, I can say whatever I want because it, like, for example, um, I also was doing a series where, um, it was like how actors like eat in movies, which is, you never, unless it's like a plot point, you never actually see them like take a full bite of food because obviously I know, I know because you're doing so many takes and, and it's continuity and like, you're going to have to, if you're going to commit to eating that full hot dog, you have to do it every take. Um, and so (laughs) when you, when you watch a movie, and there's like a dinner scene. Me and Casey, when we watch movies, we're like, please just take a bite. Take a bite. It looks so good. I mean, prime example is Home Alone when he sits down with the plate of macaroni and cheese oh, right before the burglars are split. And he never yes. takes a bite. And he never and takes I, a bite. Every single time never I watch a movie, a I'm like, Kevin, this time, can you take a bite of that macaroni and cheese? It looks so good. <laughs> um, but now, like it's a different will, take every time you watch it, right? Yeah, can you imagine? Um, uh, I'm like, am I, tri- am I tripping right now? Um, but now people you finally did it. Yeah, people will tweet me and be like, ever since I watched that video, now when I watch a movie, I always can't stop looking at the food, and I'm like, that's true. I'm sorry, but at the same time, it's it's like a funny little like I don't know Hollywood thing, and yeah, right. I don't know. They're fun. They're just really fun to make, and. Um, People have seemed That's to have awesome. enjoyed them. So uh, they're doing an incredible job because they are super creative. They're super funny. Uh, even like before we started recording, I saw one of yours, which was like the cell phones. Like, oh, it has no service. Oh, mine's battery's dead. It's like, oh, I smashed mine with my hammer. Right. It happens all the time. Yeah. It literally it is like horror movies. How can we get rid of the phone? So yes. it's not right. a problem. That is always so we can the continue with the movie. one thing. It's so which I, I think Mike Flanagan does a fantastic job of getting rid Great of. Great job. Right. Oh, absolutely. Oh, God. And. Uh, one of my all-time favorite movies, which is probably in my top five, is Cabin in the Woods, which the best. L- it's like a, you know, 
it's a love letter to horror oh, as it's, well, it's, but it it's really meta, it's, yeah, it's, meta, it's fantastic. It's the yeah. answer to it's horror so, movies. Uh, so good. Absolutely. I love it. So there also you also one in particular video that you had which was actually a culmination of like a bunch of content creators which was probably my favorite thing on Twitter and I, oh, yeah. I bookmarked it cuz I so I can go back to it every now and then but it was like this one this one girl I'm blanking on her name but this one this one lady made uh, the Eva, yes, thank you. Yes. It was her being the in the best. record store, and you were the jock, and then the, it was the teacher, and it was the friend. It was, it was Dude, so fucking good. <laughs> was one of the funniest days of 2020 for me. It was also just like a so great good. relief because I think that was like the height of like every, you know, God, the world was crumbling, and and it was just like this nice yeah. little light. But um, Eva Victor, she a fantastic fantastic comedian she made a video yeah, where it was like hilarious. the girl who uh in the in the movie who uh is too cool um for the popular jock but maybe she does have feelings for him and then i was like <laughs> as a joke because like that's the typical content that i make as a joke i was like okay fine i'll be the popular jock and so i did that and then right. Alyssa lynn paris and then caleb Heron, like all these other like twitter co- or like comedians started making so good. but then Everyone started adding on, okay, I'm the innocent bystander in the record shop. Okay, I'm the dad of the girl. Okay, I'm the dog of the neighbor who lives next to the... <laughs> That's right. And everyone just like snowball. I think someone was like, okay, I'm the beach. <laughs> and they were like, right. pretending to be the beach. <laughs> they were just, just like lying down. <laughs> adding on to this like uh, fictional um, movie that we were making, but it was so recognizable because it was all just tropes is built, built on tropes. And, uh, right. and I think someone edited, it, uh, stitched it all together into a cohesive, like storyline. Uh-huh. And I was oh, like, this shit, is I just need to see that dude. It was, <laughs> it was just so silly and so fun. And, and it was just such a nice, like, um, I don't know, like a light in, in everything that was yeah. happening. It, it was just like, uh, yeah, yeah. Definitely it was, was. it's good to see the community come together, especially during that time. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh man. Oh, Absolutely. For sure. Yeah, because I, I remember a lot of shit was going on. I think that was like maybe September ish or something yeah. like that. It was. It was. It, it would. It definitely came at the right time. And <laughs> yeah. oh man, God bless it all. So I do have another question yeah. about, um, obviously about you, Johnny. But <laughs> um, Blumhouse. What? Oh what is? God. What is? If you can say anything, like what is going on? Like you, you're having these talks with Jason Blum. We're seeing these videos on Twitter with Jason, and it's it's fucking insane. First and foremost, when I first saw it on Jason's Twitter, I was like, I, I had to double take. I took my glasses off, and I was just like, why don't I take my glasses off? I don't, I don't. Like, but like, like that's gonna help me see better when right. I need them to see better. But I took my glasses off. I was like, what the fuck is that? Is that Johnny? And then me too. I, well, I, I was like, it was. <laughs> I was like, the, it was that's so me? funny. Like, that's me? Um, <laughs> it was so funny, but it was so clever. But it, is is there anything going on with Jason Blum right now, no. or with okay. Blumhouse in general? So, so basically, the way that started was um, obviously I'm a huge fan of Jason Blum. He's right, a god to me. I, um, god, he's fuck. He's he's incredible. I mean, incredible. With and, having a studio for Get Out and, and Paranormal Activity uh, and Sharp Objects and all that shit, like. Happy Death Day, freaky. The list can go on. The list goes on, <laughs> um, and and he's responsible for like most of my teenage years and now my adult life. Right. Uh, and even so, my fiance Casey also uh, 
worked for a couple um, Blumhouse productions. She was on the casting team for um, to the, Shut Into the, the Dark series. Fuck up! What? Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm like, Case. That's awesome. Um, can you? Hello. Um, but uh, <laughs> hello. It's me. What can you do? Can I? Um, but uh, so she. So I was have been around the space of Blumhouse. I've auditioned for some uh, Blumhouse productions and. And and oh, um, I have also worked with um, Crypt TV before, who we love as right. um, horror fans uh, on the internet, and um, I'm really good friends with uh, co-founder Jack Davis. And he just he texted me the one day and was like, "You should make because he he knows the videos that I've been making on the internet. He's like, you should make a video with Blum, yeah. and uh, because they're friends, I was like, what? He's like, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the and then I'm like, I'm like. Okay. And then he's like, okay, uh, Blum's down to do it. He's excited. I'm like, what? Oh, shit. <laughs> so first and foremost, thank Damn. you, Jack. Uh, but I was like, <laughs> okay. Um, he's like, yeah, he said, just tell him what to do. And I was like, all right. And then I got put in a group oh, chat with him. And then I'm like, I'm like, okay, um, here, uh, just uh, record a couple reactions and, uh, and I'll stitch it together. And then after we did the first video, which was me pitching him the ultimate Blumhouse horror movie, which was like, yes. And then Laurie Strode goes against Ma, and uh, Michael Myers <laughs> is there, and it's also Purge oh Night, God. and um, and he absolutely <laughs> nailed everything. It and and I, I stitched it together, I edited it, to, um, and it's so good. And he posted it on his Twitter, and All I was right. like, what is happening right now? Um, I was <laughs> like, I'm gonna play it cool. So Jason, if if you're listening, uh. I was shitting bricks um, and <laughs> we posted it and obviously people were uh, enjoying the video, but it was the fact that Jason was enjoying making the video. That was super exciting to me right. because he, he was like, you know, I don't, he's he was producing big Hollywood, you know, movies. And, and uh, here he was having fun with me making this, uh, you know, like goofy video. He's like, okay, when's the next one? And I'm like, Okay. That's um, so cool. <laughs> so we just, we basically like, uh, we'll map out a, a little skit and we've been building off the same storyline of me like pitching this movie to him and okay, now the last one we made, he made me audition for the movie even though I say I'm offer only and he's like, no, you're not. Um, and we just like <laughs> riff off of each other and have fun and and uh, it's been awesome. super uh, exciting uh, to be making content with a person I look up to so much and want to work with. And, and here I am now making these little videos with him, but, um, yeah, Jason, so cool. I'm coming for That's you with a pitch. Exciting. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so we'll see, we'll see, but, um, you heard it here first. in the meantime, uh, yeah, we're just, we plan to make more videos just because they're super fun. And I'm very grateful to be making videos with Jason Blum. That's rad. That's Ridiculous. Awesome, man. That is That's so, so cool. fucking cool. Like I, I love I love ultimately hearing that it's fun too. Oh exactly. yeah. That that yeah. makes me so happy to hear. Like that, at, at first I was so like really exciting. nervous to like give him direction. I'm like I'm yeah, he, I he was asking imagine. like, what do you need me to do? I'm like, okay, if you would be so kind as to <laughs> react like this. Uh, and now it's such a collaborative experience that like he's throwing out lines right. and, and we're just making these for the love of it. And he was, he was like, Oh, this is even more fun than my real job. You know, just like so invested in just making this for people to enjoy. And, and that's obviously you see that in the movies that he produces, but, um, at this yeah. level here, um, like I'm just some kid and, uh, and he's having fun and it's so, uh, rewarding to hear that. And then I'm like, 
I'm so happy that you're having fun because I'm having a blast. That's truly amazing. (laughs) He's cool. He's he's the coolest dude. He's the coolest dude. That's awesome. And I feel like I feel like Blumhouse is definitely like the new age dark castle, Mm. and it's such a cool like way to see it because I mean let's be honest, Blumhouse has uh, they have insane budgets for their horror films sometimes and it's, yeah. and sometimes they don't sometimes they don't need them because they do right. things like paranormal activity but it's like with these particular budgets that they get like it reminds me very much of the dark castle era where dark castle is just i miss it so much and like, it, it's, my so, world. it's so dude ghost ship 13 ghosts and and obviously oh, yeah. the the making of dark castle was was Particularly, sorry, you guys know me when I always jump into horror and, and talk Please about do. history and shit. <laughs> but like with of the making course. of Dark Castle, like they were all for like these um, particular castle films and like they were made to be remakes. And that was what the whole thing was. It was because 13 Ghosts was a remake. A remake. So yeah. like they were all made to be these um, these uh, castle films that are all remade. And uh, it eventually got to like something like Ghost Ship and, and stuff like that. But God, I miss that era so much because of the fact that they had these insane budgets for like yeah. House on Haunted Hill. And like <sighs> House on Haunted Hill, 1999 being the so set that it had is I know. beyond me. But yeah. God damn, I would highly suggest rewatching that. I think it's on HBO Max. But Dude, I actually almost watched it the other Hill. night, actually. <laughs> it, but you're right, too, because like <clears throat> I knew when I was watching a Dark Castle movie, like, it's a horror movie. Like to have a, right. a, a studio that was um, dedicated to horror the way that Blumhouse is, mm-hmm. um, like you can always rely on them. But you're so right about those like big budget horror movies. I remember, uh, what, right. this past October, I, I revisited House of Wax. And um, oh my God. Oh, yeah. I broke right. my thumb watching that movie. Too, fun right? fact. Yeah, uh, I think oh, so. Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I broke my thumb watching that movie. Um, so oh, it will shit. always live oh, in my <laughs> heart forever and my Ouch. thumb. Oh, um, but uh, I, just hearing that that movie had a budget of $40 million. Yes. And they have yes. these incredible Whoa. sets. I mean, the climax of the movie is absolutely insane. And I'm like, like more of this, please. Like, give them that. 100%. Give them that coin. But then, of course. Like, I, and I, I think 13 Ghosts was probably their highest budget um film in their uh, hmm. i guess their laundry list of films because they, they did do it a, a huge accumulation of different films but um with with that i, I mean, think it was like house alone right i think it was like the glass 42 house. million or something like that or 45 Insane. million i don't know one, one of the one of those but like it is fucking bananas on what they did for all of this stuff and um god it, but i do want you guys to know that dark castle is technically not done they are the ones who are the people who are creating Orphan 2. So Orphan, Ooh. first kill. Wait. Dark House, Dark Castle is going to be the one, um, a part of that. Oh my God. Yes. I actually didn't yes. know that. And that is good yes. to know. <laughs> also, the I'm fact that they're making a so sequel excited. to that movie. It's, Dude, yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. <laughs> it's, it's supposed to be like a prequel or whatever too. So I'm just like, I'm into oh. it. I'm into yeah. it. Why not? Why not? But, I'm yeah. so curious yeah. to see how they're going to follow up that movie. I am too. I am too. I mean, Orphan was fantastic, and I know they did Orphan as well, but um, like, I just, I'm very intrigued on how this is going to be followed up because I know it's a prequel. That's all I know so far from like uh, folks over at uh, Bloody Disgusting 
um, explaining it to me, but they, it's supposed to be a prequel, which a lot of people were just like, well, how's that going to work with the actress being like in her thirties or whatever? Um, but she will play we'll the see. real mom. She- <laughs> I hope so. I, I hope. Know? I hope it, it, there's it, it, there's a way to get around this prosthetics and or all this other shit. You just make I'm, the I'm, set I'm really big, so she's super small, <laughs> and just hire very tall Ratatouille. <laughs> yeah, literally Ratatouille. <laughs> it's actually Amazing. a crossover. <laughs> oh my god! I would watch that. So this that. now is getting into our our realm of your. Films that you will not touch as a horror fan. So you're fucked that horror film. So like, what are those particular films? And honestly, it, if the answer is none of them, I'll just go and tackle anything. That's a fine answer. I'm not. I'm mm. not going to be mad at that. <laughs> and you're talking about the movies that maybe I have seen or have not seen yet, and I will not watch. It's just more so films where just like. Yeah, that subgenre is going to be a no for me. So, like, if it's like torture porn or oh, sure. like revenge stories or something like that. Yeah. So, I will say I haven't watched any of those. Like, um, what do I hear? I have not seen those insane, like, extreme torture borderline snuff. Yeah. So, like, what? Like a Serbian film? I think is considered like oh, horror. Oh, sure. Oh, okay. So, like, martyrs. erotic horror. Yeah. Like, so I haven't. I'm not really interested. Um, sure. I God, have Martyrs seen is good though. <laughs> no, I, I know I should watch it and I will Martyrs watch it. Martyrs destroys me. It, it is, it is such a beautiful take on like feminism and, and yeah. uh, misogynistic and it, Oh my God. It's okay. Well, Martyrs I'm definitely going to watch it. I will watch it. But I think, uh, I mean, I don't think there really is any movie that I will refuse to watch. Um, unlike my mom who doesn't watch uh, exorcism movies after the exorcist, but, um, Mm. yeah, I feel like, I mean, I have to, in order to have an opinion on it, I have to see it. Right. So I have to dive into it. Oh, one movie I haven't seen that I do want to see that kind of still fits that is audition. I've never seen audition. I really want to watch it. Oh shit. Audition's rough. That's um, what I'm saying. It's like the the torture. It's like <laughs> it's all right, but like uh, right. I do want to see that movie because it used to always pop up on like the hundred scariest movie moments. Yeah, auditions. And, it's that challenge accepted moment, right? Yeah, yes. auditions rough. I I want to add that to the po- like. There's been so many times where I've taken it off the list for the podcast because I know these two are are still working their way up to mm. kind of gory stuff. And yeah. audition is fucking rough. Like yeah. it, it is just to explain for everybody and including these two, because I know I know you guys aren't too familiar with it. But audition is about this girl who is pretty much being auditioned to be this man's girlfriend. Um, well, he's auditioning all these women and he's just because his son is pretty much like, hey, dad, you should be, you know, you should be back on the market or whatever. And he auditions all these women. And he auditions this very shy girl. Uh, well, he fucks her over and. She choice. takes her revenge by dismembering a lot of men. And it is very telling of the times because it's 1999 when this came out, first and foremost. And on top of it being 1999, it is uh, J-horror as well. So yeah. it, it's something that you've never seen something like this up close and personal. And like I, I like 
it, it's a very, very personal movie. And Audition is rough, but it is actually a really beautiful movie too. Like it's like all the shots are like super symmetrical and it's, mm. it's a, it's a rough watch though. I would definitely, that's one that it, it, I want to add it to the list because I love that movie so much. But at the same time, I, I want to prep you guys for that. And like I said, even if you want to just back out and bow out, that is completely fine, but it's on shutter. So it is on shutter. I know. Oh, maybe down. It, it is on shutter. I have seen oh, watch it tonight. I've seen a lot of the key scenes, you know, the the ones if that If you've seen those, you're you're good. You can you can watch the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, again, I there's nothing I don't think I I won't watch unless I know it's going right. to really really upset me. Uh <laughs> Sure. Um which, which is most, what? What 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 will really upset you in in a horror film? Um like Injustice, like for example, uh, there's this movie that sometimes appears on horror lists, but I a lot of people don't consider it horror. I think it's called The Girl Next Door. Um, oh, sure. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and just hearing the it sounds so horrible, and uh, sounds like I'll be very sad. Um, sure. You know, we always root for that final girl, right? And or that final right. survivor, yeah. and you want to see them like. Get their revenge. Yeah, I, want to but, see, um, I want to see them win. But if I know win. if I know they're not, and it's not in like a meaningful way, I'm like, ah, oh, this is so hard to watch. But yeah. um, I think I'm yeah. in the exact same boat as you, Johnny. I, I like I do want to see them fight their way through and actually prevail in the end. But when it just ends with them losing, I'm just like, oh, I just feel sad now. Yeah, right? it's like, yeah. Oh my God. yeah. I mean, and so, not in a way like Cabin in the Woods. Like they, like they, they choose. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, like different. that was awesome. Yeah, was so but like with with that particular set, like, are you fine with it being um, them constantly getting getting their revenge? Like, I saw the devil, or because um, mm. I saw the devil is also another one that's really brutal. But um, it's a great movie. It is a great movie. Um, but even like revenge, even like where it is like that that constant. You're you're with the final, I guess, person throughout and yeah. it, it's it's very it's very interesting like one movie that's actually probably which doesn't get a lot of love in my opinion but it's called pet have you heard of that pet no so pet no. is about this um guy who kiss, kidnaps this girl and keeps her held, held her captive inside of a i guess like a a dog basket like oh, like God. a dog cage no go dog cage. Like, dog it, it's very interesting. That's going to be a night for me, dog. <laughs> um, and when he keeps her in there, she flips the script to where she's like, she's like even more sadistic than he is. And like, she would like, I love that. like smash her head onto the, the dog cage and she would scare him. And Ooh. it got to the point where he didn't want to let her out because he was afraid of her. And it was it, it 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 doesn't get enough love, and I think Pet is actually really cool, and it, it's really refreshing, and it's so different. But yeah, well, it's it's a very interesting movie. <laughs> I well, I need to watch that movie. Um, but I bottom line is just like be careful, don't mess with people, don't yeah. mess right. with people. Yeah, yeah. if yeah. you're gonna lock people a people in a cage, <laughs> you're, you you deserve for what's coming for you. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I think a movie that did a really good job of that was Your Next, where the the girl kind of turns the tables and just 
brutally so killing good. one by one. It's so good. I no, that's, uh, that's I, completely I, fair. You know, I, I remember seeing Barbara the movie in that all the time. <laughs> incredible. She's oh, yeah. so incredible in that. She's so great. Uh, She's so great. God bless you, Barbara. <laughs> we love you, Barbara. <laughs> and Barbara, we trust. <laughs> true. <laughs> so true. Oh, I'm sorry, man. John. What, what were you going to say? Sorry about that. Oh, I don't even remember. But now that we're talking about Barbara, I watched. Uh, uh, so in quarantine, uh, using my or I should say abusing my Shutter subscription, uh, we like blew through all of these like 80s horror movies that like I, we hadn't seen yet. And I ha- should have sure. definitely seen. And uh, one of them was Chopping Mall, which she's in. Oh, and it was my first time. So seeing cheesy that movie. and so good. The best. Like everything I love about like horror and. 80s horror and everything was so cheesy and like nobody's getting chopped in this movie everyone's getting shot no, by lasers no one gets chopped <laughs> no. no one's get chopped it, it, it the poster makes no sense <laughs> no but it's I okay guess it's just mainly death by lasers but uh. basically i didn't know it was about killer robots so when we started watching the movie i was like where's the slasher where's the who's the killer <laughs> oh it's these mall robots okay what is love this that. a giallo <laughs> love that <laughs> oh my god that's amazing yeah it's it's interesting like seeing it all kind of come together especially for like horror in general especially for like 80s to see how how just horror has so many different aspects to its life it's yeah. just a fascinating way that it grows upon itself and sometimes yeah. it goes back to how it was and mm-hmm. it's such a it's such an interesting i guess accumulation of the way we feel as fans, like there's a little bit of everything for everyone, but oh, yeah. going, to, going a little bit back to your kind of fuck that horror. Um, now I know, I know you're saying like, those are films that you kind of want to try to even see if it's fuck that. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But is there <clears throat> one particular film that you watch to where you're just like, I'm good. I don't need to watch that again. Um, it could, not necessarily because it was bad, but just more so just like you were just like, ah, that doesn't really sit well with me. You know what? Speaking more recently, there is one movie that was so upsetting to me. That, and this is so interesting. I never really talked about this because I've never really considered this. Uh, sure. Because I just religiously just watch horror movies without thinking and whatever. Right. Uh, but there is one movie <laughs> I watched like two, three years ago, whenever it came out. Um that when I was watching it, I had to text my sister because Casey had fallen asleep and I had to text my, text my sister and say, okay, can you put this movie on? Cause I need to talk about it with someone. And it was, um, <laughs> Darren Aronofsky's mother. And oh, oh, sure. people do consider yeah. that in the horror that, realm. That ending and was, was very upsetting. <laughs> it was just so frustrating to watch Jennifer Lawrence's character, like just be fucked over by all these people coming into your house, not listening, destroying your walls. I'm like, this is actually a real nightmare. You can say whatever you want about the movie, but like that was an actual nightmare and it felt like a fever dream. And by the time I was, and then when she gives birth and then, Oh my God, the baby. And then I was just like, I don't think I, (laughs) I, I, I took some time to process it. I was like, I don't, think I need to watch that movie again. I went back on YouTube to watch a couple scenes because like, you know, sure. just to get it out of your head. Um, but yeah, that movie was so upsetting actually that I actively decided that uh, if I never saw it again, that'd be fine. And I think right. it really was because like I'm she just goes through the ringer and like, 
you don't really know what's happening in the movie ever um, until you realize that it's That's like true. all a metaphor. <laughs> and then um, right. Right. And you're like, okay, I, I, this helps. Um, right. But just seeing all of these people just enter her house, stealing her stuff with no remorse. No, yeah, no remorse. Well, not like no explanation as to what even no. is going on. Like that in itself, I think Love was her. just the most upsetting. It's very upsetting. Yeah. I didn't think about very that upsetting. until Definitely now. Yeah. Very frustrating film to watch. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah I think I, I um, completely agree. And also the, the subgenre that scares me the most is uh, home invasion because I do mm. actually have active nightmares constantly. I mean, I sleep with a baseball bat next to my bed. Uh, you know, <laughs> for just in case, um, yeah. because of you never know. That I consume and all the true crime documentaries I consume, but, uh, just the, the idea of someone being in your house when they're not supposed to be is so scary to me. And, um, right. uh, for example, like yeah, in hereditary, me, like, um, in the climax of hereditary, when he just looks and there's someone standing in his closet, in the closet, in the dark, terrifying. And so I think with mother, it was just like, you're not supposed to be in my house. Get out of my house. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a done deal. That's like a, a straight up deal breaker for me. David, you're going to say something. Yeah. I was just going to say, I can't stomach true crime and let alone like Ooh. any horror that has to deal with like child abduction and all that. Oh, I yeah. just can't, like, I literally feel sick to my stomach and I'll just like Pokepsky tapes. I had yeah. to like, back out like an hour in. I'm like, I can't, I can't yeah, get yeah. out. Sorry hour. guys. Yeah, that film, sure. I finished it, and it made me feel so sick afterwards. And yeah, then I got physically sick that yeah. day, and I couldn't record. Couldn't record. I was like, man, I ended up having to get a film. guest for that episode just to record it. Like it wow. was, it was that was a really yeah that was probably, and honestly, like a lot of people ended up watching the Poughkeepsie tape because of that episode for us as well. Right, where like we got I got so way to go comments. Look what you've done. I know. Yeah, I know. Look what I did. <laughs> It was mainly because of how I marketed that episode where I was just like literally all of my co-hosts bowed out of this film. And like and I pretty much that was my marketing that I used for it. And everyone was just like, fuck, I knew the Poughkeepsie tapes was bad, but I think I need to see how bad it is. (laughs) You knew what you were doing. How do do you think The Exorcist was so big? They people started to hear that people were passing out, you know, come on, vomiting in the seats. Um, yeah. but, it, but man, I haven't, I haven't watched that movie, but could see tapes since I was a kid. <laughs> I can't believe I that's watched it. It's, it's, it's a, yeah, that's a, that's a rough one. That's definitely a rough one for sure. But I, but I, I, I got one that. last question for you here before we go ahead and conclude Johnny. Um, so this is our ultimate question. We asked this to every single guest of ours at the end of our conversation. Mm. And honestly, we know that we're all really big fans of horror and uh, this this whole podcast is a love letter to horror. But the whole explanation of why we do this podcast is to tell people why horror. So why horror? What is it about horror that just keeps you coming back for more? For me, I think it is uh, a couple reasons. I think personally that it is the most creative genre and especially pursuing uh, filmmaking and, and being in the industry, mm-hmm. you have so many opportunities to do things that you couldn't really get away with in other genres. And right. with that, everyone has some level of basic fear about something. And it's such a truthful 
emotion that we all have. And the fact Mm -hmm. that we can capture that in a way that you can get a cathartic experience and live through your fears, but in the comfort of this is just a movie, I think is so um, interesting and special. Um, But also the community that comes with horror is the best. I mean, it's pretty fantastic. I will say, I don't know. No hate to rom-coms. Love a rom-com. Actually, I don't really watch rom-coms, but I don't know if they have like a dedicated fan base. Do they have conventions for rom-coms? I, no, I don't know. I know of, but I've been looking. I can't find yeah, them. Oh, sure. Not that I know um, of. <laughs> when you do, let me know. We'll go. Um, but, uh, we'll wake it, up. <laughs> yeah, really. But it, there's such a dedicated fan base and it, it really is a, a testament to, um, why horror? Because I think a lot of us find, uh, comfort in the weird and the, the almost forbidden, but I just think it's, it's such a, a special genre because it can tap into something that we all possess, which is like fear and we get to experience it together. I mean, yeah, I don't know. And like, why else do I wear t-shirts with like murderers on them? (laughs) Michael Myers, like, why do I, you know, it it is an interesting (laughs) question to ask yourself why horror, but like it really is like, it's such an experience. I mean, movies do that. We, we laugh and we cry and stuff. But like when you can sit there and be at the edge of your seat, like I know this is a movie, but it's making me feel something so intense. It's it's an mm-hmm. adrenaline rush. And I think um, it's something that you that is so unique to horror movies in yeah. terms of filmmaking. I completely so. agree. I completely yeah, agree. It, it. It's it's something particularly about this genre <clears throat> that always makes me come back for more. And that whole thing like even my wife asked me this question once where it's just like she's like why are you so into this genre like what like i and she tries every now and then it's like she'll watch a paranormal flick here and there Mm. but she she just she was just like i don't i don't get it like i don't get why you're so obsessed with it and i pretty much like every single time i think about it it is one of the most creative genres on on top of it being the most creative it's the only genre i know that truly allows me to take something away where like I'm always thinking about it at the end of the film and when it's a rom-com I'm just like oh great she got with the guy like in every rom-com or she got with the gal or he got with with the guy like it's the same thing over and over again and sure the same could be said for horror like they got away and the killer's back again but it's just so many different types of subgenres involved within yeah. horror that allows you to feel differently each and every time. Like if we talk about the 70s a little bit where you had the giallo boom and how Black Christmas was pretty much an American giallo film. And it, it, it's those aspects of black gloves and they're just murder mysteries. And yeah. that whole thing is just a like a transpire of how you feel as a fan of horror and a fan of the genre beyond that and you might not even be a fan of certain aspects of horror which is fine and that's the beauty behind it right yeah where you if you're into comedies a little bit more maybe you want something a little bit darker cool we got that like it's it's not a problem we can definitely 
shit, we could give you Cabin in the Woods again. Like, I know we keep right. saying that film over and over again, but it, at the same time, like, Deserve. that is such a comedic movie that it, it's one that if you want it to, you can definitely take it serious because it has those horrifying beats. Yeah. And if you wanted to find it more lighthearted or anything like that, you could do that as well. But and not to it's mention such an too, interesting telling for it. Yeah, and not to mention too, this the stakes in horror are always so high because it's typically right. life or death. So you really do like right. it is that uh, that genre where when you when you watch it, you're like, well, what would I do in this situation? How would I get out of right. here? What would I do? Yeah. Um, and I think that is something that's um, very unique to horror, where like you always end up putting yourself in that situation because you're always screaming at the TV. Like, why are you not leaving the house? Yeah. Right. I would be leaving the house. I want to, you know, like that kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah. I want to hone in on something that you said, Johnny, that it gives us an adrenaline rush and it's kind of funny to say, but why I love horror is like, it makes me feel right. Like I, like I feel like I really get a sense of emotion when I'm like really invested into like a horror film. And it's either that I'm, you know, scared, and on the edge of my seat or just like you said like what are you doing yeah go that way right it's it's, yeah. it's just such a great feeling to feel that rush and right? when i worked uh, like when i worked in a haunted house uh which is also the best job ever uh we were taught <laughs> uh no really i made someone pee themselves and then i went to the break room and i got a bunch of high fives like it's so great i would have bowed oh, yeah, yeah that's amazing awesome. um highlight <laughs> of my you, life thank you but uh when we were in scare school for this uh attraction uh they taught us it's a success if they scream and drop to the floor but it's also a success if they <laughs> scream and then laugh afterwards because they're having a good time it's it's a ride it's right it's yeah. um you know they're feeling something so it's the same thing for horror movies Right. That's the biggest thing Hell for me yeah. too. Like every time I watch a horror movie, now I've seen so many. When I get generally scared, I start smiling. Me too. It's like you me got too. me. It yeah. brought me there, and I start like yep. getting such enjoyment out of it. And that's one of the biggest things about this podcast and why I love it so much is talking about the movies that generally are scary, but at the same time, it's movies that I'm facing my fears in as well. Because you do imagine right. like you're one of the characters. Like, what would I do in this situation? It's like, yeah, why aren't they doing this? And at the same time, you're interested in what the characters are doing. And then we have movies like um, was it His House uh, last year? And mm-hmm. Netflix was like, yeah, they can't escape from that house because they have to stay there, or else they're going to get deported. Yeah. And there's just so many great moments in storytelling in horror movies, and I think that's the best medium to do storytelling because a successful horror movie will tell a great story each time. Absolutely. And they're always about something so human too, despite whether it's some big, you know, Cloverfield monster or like, you know, just like a being chased by someone you're related to or whatever. Um, It's always so human. (laughs) Like it's, it literally is always so human and not to mention the genre can going back to the creativity thing. They can just be so wacky that you can have right. a big monster attacking a city and you don't really get that in another genre. Like, I mean, you right. can have a rom-com that features giant monsters, which I would love to see that. Um, I would definitely. Uh, that yeah. There, there, there is something similar to that. Actually. It, it's, it's not out yet. I, I actually think it's really hard to find, but I think it's like a, like 
seafood monsters or something. I watched it at Fantasia. Oh my Fest, god! And it was very much like a rom com style monster that. flick that was so fucking cool. It was so that. funny, but it was it was it was really really cool and very interesting to watch. It didn't make my my list, but still, it was it was a lot of fun. A part of Fantasia Fest, so I I I, I got to find that. I got to find that movie. Yeah, because that was that was a fun one. But there's also when you when we even think about the love of i guess this genre and things like that the main thing that i take away every single time i watch a horror film is um one i've i've seen f- fucking probably thousands at this point i've been watching them ever since i was a kid but um it, it the best thing for me is when i watch one and then i think of these two because i i know these two are still they're still like opening up their ranks a little bit more to horror and things like that um i'm always like holy shit this is gonna knock their fucking socks off like this is gonna be insane and it's it's in like that that's how i i I try to pick the films to where i know even if i'm not a fan of them um i know they're gonna have fun conversations and it's great because most horror films are gonna do that whether they're off the wall like if we're talking about texas chainsaw massacre from uh the 1970s and then all of a sudden we're just like all right it's 1984 Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 makes no sense, but it is wacky as all hell. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, both of those are going to have really fantastic conversations um, behind them. And I was I was listening to Rob Zombie (laughs) out of all people. Nice. Um, I was listening to Rob Zombie the other day and listening to him talk about horror in general is probably one of the most reinvigorating things you would ever listen to like talk about someone who loves he's a fan the genre yeah like he loves the genre like hearing him talk about freaks from 1922 hearing him talk about um uh the dark old house of, of like the 1930s like it, it, it's so fascinating just hearing him speak on horror but he was talking about lords of salem and lords of salem is my favorite zombie movie of all time and hearing him talk about him being able to take those creative differences and so on and so forth was all because, and just like everyone knows here, all of our fans, we go full circle, everybody, when it comes mm. to Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. But he got his creative freedom because of Blumhouse. And Blumhouse just like, nah, dude, do what you want to do. I don't give a shit. Like, d- just go ahead, make what you want to make. Here's, here's money. Make it. And even though he felt like Blumhouse didn't really like the movie, he loved the the experience with them so much that he was just like, that was that was awesome that they just let me do what I wanted to do on this particular movie. And that's just so totally cool. And it's those it's those like Blumhouse and, you know, Dark Castle, like it's it's those. And that's why I love Blumhouse, too, is because they're introducing new waves and they're giving creative freedom to their creators and that's how you're going to keep the horror genre alive. Right. And Jason exactly. Blum knows allow, that. Allow people to do what they need to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Check and it. Jason, <laughs> I got a few pitches for you that are coming your way and uh, <laughs> you're going to love them. All right. Great. <laughs> awesome. Well, Johnny, man, uh, God, I wish this fucking conversation could continue, but you are welcome back anytime you want to come back. Amazing. Like, literally, what? like, if, if there's a movie that I even see on our list, I'm just like, yo, Johnny, we go for this. Great. I'm I will gonna be see you next up. week. Perfect. I'll see you next week and the week after <laughs> that. Oh, did we just get a new member of Nightlight Horror Movie Podcast? Uh, I think I so. Mean, 
Oh, oh shit. Oh, the, honor- shit. the honorary member. He just pops in whenever, there we uh, go. whenever he wants. <laughs> like, I am here. Uh, but no, hey, well, thank you so much for honestly uh, doing this. This yeah. has been an absolute blast, a fantastic conversation. Oh, man. Um, before we conclude, where can people find you on the internet, my friend? Yeah, so they can uh, find me at, you know, on Instagram and Twitter at Johnny Birchtold and on TikTok at Johnny underscore Birchtold. And if you're a casting director, my IMDb, which is just John Birchtold. Uh, and that's basically it. That's where you can find me on, uh, on the Internet. That's where I live. I love it. I love it. So make sure to go ahead and follow Johnny and on top of that. Let's just keep having conversation with Johnny. Obviously, John, you you love having talks of horror, and you you very active on Twitter. And with your hundred thousand plus followers oh on Twitter, God. you are the only person I know who actually takes the time to literally comment to almost every single person. And I try. You'll get hundreds of comments on your Twitter um, posts, and yet you're always responding. You're always liking, and you're you're always making it known that. Um, you're a fucking human and I love it. <laughs> well, so thank, thank you for you. being that. <laughs> oh my God. Well, look, and anytime I can uh, geek out about horror with anyone, I'm going to take that opportunity. So, uh, so yeah, absolutely. So well, thank, no, thank you, you for, for being having a fan me as well. Of course. Well, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for being a fan. And, and, and honestly, it, it was cool how we even met. It's just like, like just a, a random ass Twitter post and we, and we just kind of like took off from there. So that was really, really cool. So no, the internet can be so a good much. place sometimes, you know, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes it can sure. be, yeah. <laughs> sometimes it definitely can be, but yeah, thank you. But this was nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I was one of your hosts, Prince also known as head nights. And alongside me, we had David. Stay spooky, everyone also known as nightly. And the other end there, we had Freddie. Spoopy boys, all four of us. All what? four of us. Yeah, yeah. Us. <laughs> also known as a nighty night. And last but not least, we also had our buddy Johnny Birch told. Thank you once again, my friend. Much Spoopy love. Spoopy boys for life. <laughs> hey. for life. Our efforts for life. to get the show out is not enough. We need your help to spread us out to more ghoulish nights. Rating us with five stars is very helpful, but we would love for you to recommend this podcast to someone who would actually enjoy it. You can further support the show over at patreon.com forward slash goodnight life that's night with a what? By pledging on Patreon, you have access to the show ad-free and as early as Monday. If you don't have any bucks to host, don't worry. An episode is released every Friday on most podcast services around the world. And remember, everybody, don't forget your nightlight.